Hello everyone, you are listening to the Mentally Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and today I'd like to introduce a very special guest, best known for her role as Lisa Torres in Doctors, Kelly087 in the Halo 5 Guardians game. Please put your hands together for the wonderful Michelle Lukes. Yay! We're going to start off with a little icebreaker at first. Um, Marry, slay, or befriend, and this is as your character, Kelly, from the Halo universe. Okay. <laughs> Okay, right. Would you marry, slay, or befriend the Master Chief? Oh, probably marry. Oh, I think I think everyone would marry Master Chief. I mean, definitely. You know, you'd be set for life, right? Lasky, marry, slay, or befriend. Which one's he? She? It. Uh, <laughs> so Lasky is. He was introduced in Halo Four. He's he's a bit in in the second in Halo of Guardians. What options he, do I have left? Because I've already married Master Chief. You have Slay or Befriend. Well, you can go with any anyone. Marry, Slay or Befriend. Oh, well, I've already, I'm already married now, so I'm going to go with Befriend because I, I don't know I don't know that character very well, so I'm going to Befriend that character. Yeah, I, I think he is quite nice to Befriend, to be honest. He does seem like someone you'd get on well with, your character would get on well with. Would you marry, Slay or Befriend, Jameson Locke? Oh, uh, I'd push him off a cliff, wouldn't I? <laughs> You'd slay him, yeah. Slay him. Slay! Slay. <laughs> okay, marry, slay, befriend Olympia Vale. Oh, I know that character. I mean, I feel like she'd be good to have on your side. Yeah. So I'm going to befriend her. I feel like that's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah, she. Uh, is- I think that's the character that knows Sin Keely, isn't it? I haven't played Halo 5 Guardians in ages, but I think that's... She's the one that uh, can understand San Keely. So, yeah, that's a good yeah. that's a good character to have on your side. Uh, marry, slay, or befriend Edward Book. I have no idea who, who that is. Uh, I think Edward Book is a part of Locke's team. Oh, slay. Slay. Play. <laughs> and then uh Murray, slide befriend, Sarah Palmer, and she's just she's the one with Lasky. She's yeah. another spartan. I'm gonna befriend befriend her. I feel like I've got a good team. Yeah, definitely. So would you marry, stay or befriend the arbiter? Well I I'm I'm not gonna marry anyone else, I feel like. So definitely not marry. Oh, I'm gonna say befriend. Yes. Is that crazy? That's that's a good idea to have the arbiter on your side as well. Right? That's what you, I'm thinking. You can have your husband on <laughs> on your side and the arbiter as well. I've got such a good fighting force right there. That's what I'm thinking. I've nailed it, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Would you marry, slay, or befriend Cortana? Oh, uh, befriend. Yeah. It's, again, good to have yeah. Cortana on your side. Right, that's it for our little icebreaker yeah. to start off with. You did fantastically well. Considering I'm not a gamer. <laughs> right, so we're going to just go over a bit of your talking points. Mm. So you voiced Kelly0887 in the Halo 5 Guardians trilogy. Yes. Then you also played a character in Doctors. Mm-hmm, that's um, right. that, that was Lisa Torres, wasn't it? Yeah right yeah yeah 
uh, you played Mercedes from Sami Sami. Yeah. That one's new, isn't it? That's recent. Yeah, we uh, it just had a premiere. Um, uh, God, was it October? October. Um, and we're hoping it's going to be released um next year in 2020. So no one will have seen it unless they were at the premiere. <laughs> Oh right, was was that at um, the film festival? Did it you say? With, uh, yeah, it was at a film festival, um, yeah, Indianapolis uh, Film Festival, Heartland Festival. So yeah, so that's exciting. Can, it is. It is. Can you give any more details to what that film's going to be about, or yeah. can you not say anything? No, I can. It's a it's a modern retelling of uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, um, which is quite a quite a famous old uh, revenge story um but it's it's retold post 9-11 um and uh the protagonist is uh oh, i don't want to give too much away um <laughs> but uh he's he's falsely accused of of, of terrorism ends mm-hmm. up in guantanamo bay um spends 13 years there and then really the film is about when he's released and he's uh basically revisiting the people that helped put him there. Oh, so, interesting. Drama, thriller, uh, political, uh, romance. Uh, it's It's got a lot going for it. Um, and so, yeah, a great cast. And um, it's a classic story. So, and I feel like it's something that people will, it's timeless. People will, will enjoy the story. Um, yeah, and it's modern retelling, so yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> so, could, could you tell me a bit more about your character, Mercedes, or is that still very much a secret? Or um, no, I mean, I, I, the, the stories, uh, like the tale of Monte Cristo, Monte Cristo, is a it's a quite popular story. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm giving away too many spoilers. But she is basically the love interest of the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in the beginning of the film, you you see them together, and then obviously he disappears for thirteen years, and then when he comes back, he he revisits that relationship, and obviously a lot has changed in those thirteen years. So I won't give away for people that don't know the story what mm-hmm. happens, um, but essentially she is his love interest. So you have to wait and see. I think that's a film more parents would watch. It seems like something they'd watch. So I'll probably get to theirs and I'll probably see it as well. Great. There's a bit it's of violence, a... though. I don't know if your parents are into violence. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. They Great. Definitely are. Right. Uh, so you played Sergeant Julia Richmond in Strike Back. Can you tell that's... me a bit more about that role? Yeah. Um, so that that was a role I played for five years. Um, so I, <laughs> I I know her well. Um mm-hmm. And I love her. Uh, she is a special forces soldier um, and she works for this this mobile uh, military unit that basically uh, gets picked up and put down all over the world. And, and they're um, they're trying to what's the word I'm looking for, uh, eliminate terrorist threats um, right at the, at, the, at the core, at the core. That's what I'm thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> early here in LA so I'm still trying to find my words um but yeah she's she's a great character she's oh, compassionate and human um and yet like kicks ass with the best of them uh mm-hmm. yeah she's it was just such 
a fun character to play. Um, and I got to do all kinds of crazy things that I would never get to do in my real, my real life. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and also we got to shoot in the most amazing locations. So I'm really grateful for that job. It was a gift um, and I miss it. I mean, it was, it was definitely time to move on, but fond memories from that, from that, uh, that particular project. Yeah, it was great. Is there any memorable location you can remember that you want to share? They were all memorable. Um, the first couple of seasons we filmed in Africa. Um, also Eastern Eastern Europe, which I hadn't really explored before this this job. So it was great um, to go to Budapest and then Slovenia, Slovakia. And uh, season three and four, season four, we shot in Asia. So um, we spent a lot of time in in Thailand and the and the and the islands of Thailand. So that was obviously incredible as well. Uh, but yeah, honestly, they were each location was was magic in its own way. Even the ones that were really rough, <laughs> it was great. Uh, I did mention Doc, Lisa Torres in Doctor Deny. Can you tell me a bit more about your character? Oh yeah, Lisa Torres. So I don't know whether she was originally written this way, but she evolved into into one of those characters that everyone hates <laughs> or mm-hmm. loves. Hate. Um, initially, I'd auditioned for the role, and she was only supposed to be on I don't know maybe one one or two episodes. Um, but I guess they they liked the character, and she was written in uh, to more episodes. And I ended up being on Doctors for two years in total. Um, but a funny story. <laughs> Funny story. So she plays. She Lisa is the partner of one of the the doctors, the regular regular characters, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a baby together. And <clears throat> it's a lot of the stories about them both wanting custody of this baby, amongst other things. Um, but uh, eventually, she just got written into this total nightmare. And I remember being Harrods once shopping, and uh, <laughs> this woman came up to me. And she started hitting me. I mean, not hard, but like, and she was like, how could you? How could you do that to Daniel? <sighs> funny. And I had to be like, you know, it's not real, don't you? <laughs> and she's like, I know, I'm just kidding. But, oh, um, wow. so that, that character. Um, also fun to play. I mean, who doesn't love to play a bitch? Uh, so, yeah, that was that was a fun time. And it was also my first experience at sort of... Um, playing a character over I mean, play a, t- a character on TV over a long period of time. So I learned a lot on that show, um, especially as it's a quick turnaround. They shoot a lot of scenes, a lot of pages in one day, mm-hmm. N- not a huge budget. Um, and so it was kind of a baptism of fire, but it's, it's that type of job that, you know, you learn a lot on. And if, if you can make it work on something, something like that, then you can pretty much do anything I feel. So yeah, also really grateful for that experience. Feels like a hundred years ago now, but yeah, it was a good if, one. If you could repri- reprise the role, would you? That's the question. Lisa. Yes. Lisa. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I mean, honestly, I would love to keep moving forward and and play and play new roles. Um, because mm-hmm. they offer challenges however I you know I I love all the characters that I've played and including the ones that are hard to love and 
of course, yeah, I would. It would be interesting to go back and and see, you know, how how Lisa is. About five, six, I don't even know how many years later. A bunch of years later. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you could find the fun in that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then another talking point on your uh, array of roles, Fake mm -hmm. Empire, Said Lou Hamilton. Can you tell me a bit more about that character? Sadie Lou Hamilton, also a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> great, though. She. I don't want to give too much away about this movie. Um, I don't think it's been released yet. Um, she is just... I want to I want to give you a little without giving you too much, but she is she's like a the master manipulator, the puppeteer. The is she good? Is she bad? She's very charismatic, um, and yeah, she's she's powerful and seductive, and you never really know quite where you are with her, but that's the fun. So yeah. She's great. She's also a trip. I think you guys will enjoy her when that when that finally comes out. So when is it coming out? Can you tell us when? I don't know actually, um, but uh, I as soon as I know, I will release all the info on the various social media platforms. But, yeah, soon I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be some questions. This is mixed questions. Some about the Halo. And then others, just general questions on your career. Great. <clears throat> so the first question is, what's it like to be a part of the Halo franchise? Uh, so being part of the Halo franchise. So for it's first of all, it's such an epic franchise. And like with, with that comes such responsibility because these, these characters exist already and they've had multiple incarnations before you get to play it they believe it or not have their own fan base and so coming onto a project you feel like such a huge amount of responsibility to a do the character justice and b keep the fans happy um it's it's uh you don't want to let that get too much in the way of the work but it's definitely um, a responsibility that you have to be mindful of. I I felt um, as a from a sort of actor's perspective, um, it was interesting to me because I had never done motion capture before uh, before doing Halo, so that was new. It's a very different way of working to any other medium um, as an actor. Um, so that was that was it was great. It was it was good. It was good to learn a new skill. Um, and also the the voiceover uh, recording Halo requires such stamina. Um, it's they're long sessions and they're active. Uh, the vocal range is huge, um, so that also was something new for me. I mean, generally, uh, the scale of Halo is uh, probably. Apart from maybe Strike Back is like un unlike anything else I had worked on before. It's just so epic. Even the audition was epic. Um, that's the one word that I would use to describe being a part of the Halo franchise. It's epic. So, is yeah. there anything you can tell me about your audition? How, how was that epic? I want to know a bit more. 
Yeah, also, so uh, my the Halo was the first job that I'd booked once moving to America, and it, the differences between England and America are pretty huge. So I, I, I didn't really know what to expect, and all I had to go on before was like my experiences as being an actor in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my initial audition just in the voiceover. I just recorded it in the voiceover booth mm-hmm. at my office. Um, so you're just literally in the booth reading the lines with the uh, with the technician. He's he's putting down the audition for you. They send the audition off. And then I, about two weeks later, I don't know, I can't remember that so long ago, but a few weeks later, I got a callback. But I had to go to the Warner Studios uh, for the callback. And I was like, okay, cool. So I turn up, I'm at the big Warner Brothers studio lot. It's huge, there's all the soundstage. And I'm like, ooh, this is, this is interesting. Uh, and then I meet the casting director and I meet him outside the soundstage and he pulls up a chair amongst like a, a bunch of random scenery and it's just the two of us and he sits me down and he just says that we, we loved your audition. Um, all you have to do when you go in there is just do do what you did before. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling so chill right now. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this he's nice. And <laughs> he takes me into the soundstage and it's, is like nothing I have ever seen before. There are hundreds of people, hundreds mm. of people in this soundstage. It's like a movie set, but they're there for an audition. And it was crazy to me. There was like kind of uh, like very basic scenery. I was given like a gun, I was mic'd up. I was like, it was insane. There were people buzzing around, sound checking, video checking, picture checking. Uh, it was insane and I it literally took my breath away like this of it was epic it was like being on a movie set a a big budget movie set and I was like if this is the audition god knows what the job will be like and so uh we I did the scenes I can't remember there were two or three scenes uh which they filmed with like three or four cameras um which was crazy um and I was in the full gear full gear uh and I had a weapon and and everything and then I had to do <clears throat> they took me to another part of the film of the of the studio of the soundstage and they basically set up a, an assault course for want of a better description and they had me like jumping over stuff and rolling around and you know doing my lines in, in action um so it was really thorough and really full on. And I'm actually glad that I didn't know what to expect because I think I would have been super intimidated. Like, because I just literally went in and like had to get on with it. Mm-hmm. That probably helped me a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it was a crazy, that was my first audition experience in LA. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was, yeah, it was epic. Again, I'll say epic. That does sound like a really good uh, thing to get into and also a good word to describe your experience. It does sound really epic. Yeah, completely epic. Um, but it was great. I loved every second of it. Um, so, yeah, I was very lucky. Very lucky that they chose me. On to the next question. What was your favourite role ever? Oh, honestly, I, I don't think... I don't think I could answer that because 
you fall in, I mean, I can't speak for other actors, but I fall in love with every character I play. Yeah. And I feel like you have to in a little way um, to, 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 to play them. Um, you, you have to fall in love with them. So I don't know. They've all been amazing in their, in their, in their own ways. It would be really difficult for me to choose one that I love the most. So I, I sort of can't answer that. Very, very okay. That's fine. Uh, third question. If you could play any character in any series or movie, who would you play and why? Um, can I be a character that maybe doesn't already have its own show? Yeah, anything. Oh, so I would love to play Frida Kahlo. <laughs> um, I saw, um, I went to an exhibition in London last year um, about Frida Kahlo's life. And honestly, it just blew me away. She blew me away. Like I knew her art but I didn't really know much about her life and she had the most extraordinary life and she like, and she accomplished so much through the craziest amount of adversity. Um, and I, I'm surprised actually that no one has already made a show. I mean, I'm sure there's movies about her, but I'm surprised it hasn't been done already because her story is incredible. So I'm putting it out there before I get too old. <laughs> Um, I would like to play Frida Kahlo. I think that would be an amazing role to play. She would be a phenomenal character to play. Frida Kahlo was mentioned in the uh, Coco. Oh, uh, I haven't she, seen that. You have not seen Coco? Yeah, she was she was in Coco. She was like organising oh. Nesto Dela Cruz's like show because yeah. I think because she's just crazy and that's the only time you ever really get to you got to hear about her I never heard about Frida Kahlo oh god her life was just ama- amazing like the stuff that she the things that she went through in her life like god she she was in like a bus accident at 18 and got like impaled uh on some metal pole and then just spent like she wasn't able to have children after that she really wanted to have children and the, the she had so many problems like health problems after that um but she was this incredible artist like she would be bedridden for like months and months years with painful surgery and these awful braces on her back and she'd paint still she'd still find a way to paint she'd paint lying on her back and then she had this canvas set up with a mirror on the top of her bed and she would paint and then like later in life, I think she got polio and then her leg got chopped off or something. I, I don't know, but it, the, her husband cheated on. I mean, honestly, the f- obstacles, oh, sorry, I can't say f- can I? the obstacles that she overcame um, were just extraordinary. And for her, yeah, to have created so much beauty in that is, I just thought, I don't know, it just took my breath away. I think she's phenomenal. So that would be, yeah, that would be my dream role. So next question, do you have any memorable moments from your acting career? God, loads, like so many. Um, you mean like on set or on stage or do you mean just generally? Um, let's just say just generally, just generally. I mean, the travel is to me is always such a gift, um, especially like when you get to go to places um, that you would experience probably as a you know 
as a, in your regular life, like I'm thinking back to Strike Back and we filmed in like the ghetto in Johannesburg where we had uh, to have like security. And I mean, I, n not the most beautiful place, but to experience that slice of life was just so interesting to me. Um, I felt really privileged uh, to, to, to get to experience that. So life experiences like that have been plentiful. Um, other experiences, I mean, Strike Back threw up a lot of stuff that was memorable. Um, the training for Strike Back was pretty intense because we were playing special forces soldiers. So we had to go through pretty intense training regime um and it was as close to real as you could possibly get so i would say that's gonna that's that's probably up there with memorable experiences um not always comfortable i mean mostly uncomfortable but but great and challenging and yeah cool i used to be a dancer and a singer which is something some people don't know about me um and when I was doing my I was still dancing in the West End uh some of those experiences were amazing um the very different sort of performance high to doing tv in film or even straight theater plays um when you're dancing in a huge theater to live orchestra and singing to thousands of people. I mean, that's that's pretty memorable too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So many. It's really hard to choose, but there there's, there've been plenty. So what was your worst memory in your acting career? Oh, uh, probably every time I'm out of work. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can imagine. That's pretty hard. Um, it's hard, and it's hard to keep your um, self-esteem. You know high and your sense of worth it's you know you especially I mean not especially actually you know you have to sometimes take jobs that you wouldn't normally enjoy um or or do just to pay the bills until that next acting job comes in um yeah it, that's that's probably a low point um, also, I've had some really terrible auditions over the years, um, so they're never fun as well. <laughs> I would say being out of work and terrible auditions are probably the low points of my career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's been plenty of both, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, I can imagine. I really can. Like, it, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's the same with my job because I don't really with podcasting it, I don't really get paid for it or anything like that yet like it can change in the future when you get sponsors and advertising and things like that so it can be a bit difficult for everyone who's in this kind of media film tv industry it's like really hard freelance job as well it's it's, it's yeah I always say to people I often get asked and it's terrible because maybe it's a little bit of a glass half empty perspective but uh, I often get asked, you know, what advice would you give to young actors or young performers, not necessarily actors? And I always say, if you can do something else and you have something else that interests you, go do that. Like only become a performer if you absolutely 100% can't live without it. Because it's, yeah. it's hard. 
it's brilliant and it's so rewarding but with that comes you know some hardship at times you know it's it's very peaks and troughs and yeah I think you have to be a, have a certain temperament um, and will to survive in this business so and it's and it's great if you if it's for you but if if you're not sure then maybe don't is what I would say but yeah that would be my advice if you we've already touched on reprising a role but if you could reprise any any of your roles who would it be and why I think one of the roles I would reprise right now would be a theatre role mm-hmm. um, a while ago I played Titania in A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, I would love to reprise that role firstly because it's theatre and I haven't done a play uh, for a while um, it's also Shakespeare and I love the language um, it would be great to dive back into that and also she's such a great character like she is the perfect embodiment of this whole future is female you know she's she's feminine and yet she's powerful um, and that's so much fun to play so maybe maybe for Titania I would do that again somewhere you have touched on this as well you did you did mention that singing but it says any interesting facts about yourself we should know about yeah so I I started off as a ballerina um I trained at the Royal Ballet uh and then actually my career I didn't go down that classical ballet route um even though I trained in it um I realized that I could sing and act and I could do other kinds of dancing. Um, I was kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. So I could tap and I could do hip hop and I could do musical theater and jazz. And um, when I was 18, my friends were all going to an audition for Cats, the musical. And honestly, I just went because everyone else was going. And I just thought I just went along for the ride. And um, I ended up getting a lead role in the show. And uh packed my bags and left school early and just ended up uh, on this career path I hadn't really planned for. So I spent 10 years in the West End, um, which is like the English equivalent of Broadway, doing musical theatre. So I sing, I dance, um, I play the piano, um, which always seems to surprise people. I don't know why. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. So, and the other thing that always surprises people is that I'm half Chinese. Those are maybe two things that people don't know about me. Well, now we know. Now you know. <laughs> so, next question is, have you ever suffered with anxiety before performing or acting in front of the camera? All the time. All the time. Although I I would say my anxiety usually manifests more before auditions. Um, kind of when I've got the job, I've I'm a little, I feel a little better about things. Um, although, of course, I still get, I still get nervous. Um, but definitely anxiety has, has, has been a huge thing for me um, over the years. And I don't think it's that uncommon in performance. You learn how to manage it. Um, but uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I've, I, I deal with it regularly. Um, uh, I, I I always understood it to be to be part of the package, but yeah, absolutely. I'm very familiar with that anxiety. 
Sure. Mm. So next question is, what film would you recommend people go and see that you're in? Um, can I recommend two films that I've seen recently that I'm not in that are great, and then I can recommend one that I am in? Yes, go for it. Go for it. Uh, so I saw these two movies rocked my world this year. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you seen that movie? No, I have not seen that right. movie. Go see that movie. It's great. It's it's so good. Shia LaBeouf. It's it's such a great movie. Uh, and the second one that I loved and that absolutely knocked my socks off was The Joker. And I know it's controversial, which really surprised me. The fact that it's controversial surprised me. Um, mm-hmm. But it was great. And yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is phenomenal. His performance is like, yeah, it's top notch. So go see those. And when Samir comes out next year, I would say go see it. Um, yeah, we have a great cast. Um, and the and the actor playing Samir is really committed um, and uh, engaging and charismatic. And I, I think it's a classic story that people will enjoy across the board. Um, so, yeah, go see Samir when it comes out. I look forward to seeing that film. It does sound a bit interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You must let me know when you go see it. Oh, well, I'll definitely tag you on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I am love Twitter to bits. <laughs> Twitter is like the main social platform I use like Instagram, Facebook nah. but Twitter I'm invested in Twitter See, so. I'm I, I do have a Twitter account but I hardly ever use it, I love Instagram isn't that funny? <laughs> but I think it's because I love pictures and photos generally mm. so it, it speaks to me more than tweeting I can never think of anything good to say for Twitter it's easier for me just to post a picture (laughs) (laughs) normally when I'm on Twitter I just tweet that oh I've got a podcast interview today I'm looking forward to it or I mean that makes sense of course yeah (laughs) (laughs) so next question is if we could go back in time what era would you go back to uh 70s no question that's a no-brainer uh I love the 70s I always feel like I was born too late um I like the fashion, I love the music, um, and everyone just seems to be constantly having fun in the 70s. So yeah, 100% I'd go back to the 70s. Any 70s song that you listen to that you really love? Oh God, I mean, those British rock bands from the 70s, Zeppelin, uh, The Stones, Terry Reid, I love. Um, I, it would be impossible for me to choose a song, but there's... <laughs> There's so much good stuff. The Who, um, Neil Young, the music, so good. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. 70s is my decade. I would go back to the 80s. I would. That's where I'd go back to. The 80s, you're an 80s Yeah, yeah well, I was born in uh, late 90s, like near the 2000s, born in 1998. Right. So I'd love to experience the 80s. All right, the 80s. Okay, I mean, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> a lot. The 80s has a lot going for it. <laughs> I, I feel like every, like, especially with, like, Stranger Things and now oh, that yeah. Ghostbusters movie is all set in the 80s. Right, yeah. It's amazing how many uh, TV shows, uh, like, as an actor, how many TV shows now are getting remade from the 80s. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. 
I often audition for a, for a bunch of stuff, including something I'm going to shoot actually in January. Um, I'm shooting an episode of MacGyver. You're probably too young to remember it, but it was a show, I think, in the 80s, maybe even 70s, late 70s. Um, but yeah, a lot of those shows are coming back. Magnum's come back and Hawaii Five-0 and Cagney and Lacey. All these 80s shows are coming back. So clearly they were doing something right in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Everyone's really interested in the 80s. <laughs> so the final question is, if you could witness an event that happened in British or American history, which event would you want to see? Could it be European? Anything as well. Any, any kind of history. I'm going to go for... Uh, so recently... Uh, Germany celebrated the 30th anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Berlin this time last year and I saw the wall and blah, blah, blah. But I just think with this current political climate where there seems to be so much division, um, I think it would be a cool thing to witness the wall coming down. Um, so, yeah, I would would love to have been a part of that, watching the Berlin Wall get torn down. Um, and also speaking about political events, an event I do not want to uh, to witness is Brexit. <laughs> so oh yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here in LA with my hands over my eyes and ears. Ooh. Can, can you, because you're living in LA, can you actually still vote? Because you're from, you're, are you a British citizen or now an American citizen? No, I'm still a British citizen, so I can still vote. Oh, you can. Would you, would you vote? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's important for us all to vote, to have a voice. And I think we get into trouble when people assume that other people are going to take care of their future or our future. It's like your vote, every vote is so important. Like use your vote. Um, yeah. Even if you're 100 million miles away. I'm, I was lucky I got someone to vote for me by proxy. But use the vote, guys. Otherwise, it's all going to go to shit. <laughs> I'm definitely voting this year as well. Definitely. Right, we are all out of questions. Yay, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> With no problems. Uh, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's been been a hoot. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much, Reese. If you want to plug any of your social media so other, other people can follow you or anything like that, just please... Let everyone know. Uh, to Instagram uh, and Twitter are both Shelly Lukes. S-H-E-L-L-Y-L-U-K-E-S. Um, yeah, that's it. Lovely. Thank you very much. No worries. Um, well, have a lovely day. Is it raining in England? Uh, yes, it is. Actually, I'm coming back to England this week for Christmas, um, and I, I googled the weather this morning. It was really depressing. It was Ooh. just like just black clouds and rain for like the next ten days. I'm going to LA next year. Are you? Uh, have you yeah, been? Yeah, I am. No, this is my first time going abroad ever. Oh my god, that's so exciting! Well, message me if you need some recommendations. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. <laughs> that people make when they come to LA is they think they want to see the Hollywood Walk of Fame and Venice Beach which are like the two shittiest parts of LA and then they leave disappointed they're like oh LA sucks and it's like well hello so <laughs> if you want if you want a, a list I'll hook you up 
Right, thank you very much. Good luck on your interview, uh, not interview, your edition, sorry, for tomorrow. Thank you very much, thank you. Um, Safe journey. And have a Merry Christmas. You too, you too. Hello, I'm Danielle McCray. I'm Taylor Gray. I'm Laura Post. Jelly Sore. I'm Patty Madsen. What's it like to voice Ajara? Do you have a connection to the character? Yes. Ajara is... Ajara was actually one of the very first, like, super big, important roles I booked. What inspired you to become a voice actress? Uh, so what's inspired me were... There were two different things. So one, it was cartoons inspired me to want to get into voice acting. What inspired you to start a tarot collection? Well, I started studying tarot about 20 years ago and I started playing WoW a little over 11 years ago. And, you know, the whole 20 years that I've been looking at tarot, I've always thought to myself that I would just really love to make a deck. What's it like to be a part of the Star Wars community? I mean, I don't know if there's any better community to be involved with. I know everyone who was a part of the show and worked on the show um, was so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it um, because it's an amazing family that you get brought into and you you realize that you go to things like Celebration was only a few weeks ago. How do you feel about Sylvanas' progression in the next expansion? Well, you know, um, I always try to uh, not be connected to judging her regardless because our our job is to deliver a performance for the character that uh, is not in judgment of, of what she's doing or what they're writing because it's to stay true to delivering It's okay to have an obsession. I dive into my craziest, imaginative or plain stupid obsessions. Mentally Obsessed is a podcast in which people can share and relate to obsessions anytime, anywhere. Obsessing ever again? I'll talk about it. Obsessed with World of Warcraft? Yeah, me too. Whenever the opportunity arises, I also interview celebrities or people of interest. So, what are you waiting for? Let your obsessions reign free.